Lead us, they lead, oh, lead us, they read, oh, lead us, they lead, and they read, lead us, they lead, oh, lead us, they lead, lead us, they lead, and lead us, they read, lead us, they lead, and lead us, they read. Leaders. Thanks for joining me for an episode of Leaders Lead, Leaders Read. The final selection of season one is Leading with Cultural Intelligence, The Real Secret to Success, written by Dr. David Livermore with a 2015 copyright. This book was a textbook in my global leadership course in the doctoral program. I really wanted to include this book mainly because cultural intelligence is a learned thing. And it's so important because we have academic intelligence, our IQ. We have emotional intelligence, our EQ. And cultural intelligence uh, picks up from there. It is our CQ. So cultural intelligence, is it is it valid? Is it really a thing? Yes. Dr. Livermore wrote this book. It's uh, based on or building on a theory of cultural intelligence, and it is heavily research-based. So I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts of that part, but I do want to try and convince you to get this book, Um, especially if you work in a global company. Um, He addresses global leadership here, not just in geographical positioning and relationship, but also if you work on a team of many cultures. And that can also be broadly defined and described. So people from different regions of the country, of the same country, people from different countries, people of different ages, people of different races. Um, There's a cultural schematic in there um, that has to be noticed if you are in leadership, and if you have goals in your nonprofit, in your for-profit, if you are the CEO and you have goals of a diverse workforce, this book could be very helpful in helping you increase your cultural intelligence. Dr. Livermore says, awareness is the first step, but it's not enough. A culturally intelligent leader can effectively manage people and projects, whatever the context. So that is a key word for cultural intelligence, knowing what to do at the right time, um, in the right way, adapting to the context. There are four capabilities of culturally intelligent leaders. First is drive. Second, knowledge. Third, strategy. And fourth, action. CQ or cultural intelligence picks up where these other forms of intelligence leave off. Cultural intelligence gives you the practical and interpersonal skills needed when the cultural context changes. This is important um, at any time. 
regardless of politics, regardless of of crises around the world, um, regardless of the climate of our organizations, cultural context changes. So let's give a overview of these four capabilities. The first is drive or motivation, having the interest, having the confidence and the drive to adapt cross-culturally. And I like that this is the first capability because awareness is key, as Dr. Livermore stated. And so if you don't even have an interest in diversity or learning about other cultures or uh, being flexible when the cultural context changes, then your drive is low. And he says so much in the description of, of this capability. Drive is the motivational dimension of CQ, the level of interest, drive, and energy to adapt cross-culturally. Do you have the confidence and the drive to work through challenges and conflicts that inevitably accompany cross-cultural work? Uh, the, the misunderstandings, the time differences, possibly the language barriers. CQ drive includes three sub-dimensions that can be assessed and developed. Remember, cultural intelligence can be learned. It can be built. It can be strengthened. These three sub-dimensions are intrinsic interest or the degree to which you derive enjoyment from culturally diverse situations. The more different it is, the more diverse it is, the happier you are. That is one subdivision, subdimension, intrinsic interest. The second is extrinsic interest, the tangible benefits you gain from culturally diverse experience. And then third, self-efficacy, the confidence that you will be effective in a cross-cultural encounter. All three of these, intrinsic interest, extrinsic extrinsic interest and self-efficacy, all of these are the motivational dynamics that play into your drive. Second is your knowledge, cultural, your CQ knowledge, uh, the cognitive dimension, your knowledge of culture and its role in shaping how business is done. And this looks at two sub-dimensions, cultural general understanding and context-specific understanding. Cultural general, context specific. Cultural general refers to a macro, a broad understanding of cultural systems and cultural norms and values associated with different societies. To lead effectively, you need to understand the ways that communication styles, predominant religious beliefs, and role expectations for men and women differ across cultures. When we look at context specific, in terms of the knowledge capability. This is knowing how culture influences your e effectiveness in specific domains. Specialized domain-specific cultural knowledge combined with a macro understanding of cultural issues is a crucial part of leading with cultural intelligence. The third capability is strategy. Your ability to strategize when crossing cultures can you slow down enough to observe. Um, it's the ability to draw on your cultural understanding to solve culturally complex problems. This strategy capability helps a leader use cultural knowledge to plan an appropriate strategy, accurately interpret what's going on, and 
check in to see if expectations are accurate or need revision. There are three subdimensions of strategy, planning, awareness, and checking. Strategy is the linchpin between understanding cultural issues and actually being able to use our understanding to be more effective. The final capability is action, behavioral action. This is the do component of cultural intelligence, your ability to act appropriately in a range of cross-cultural situations. And the subdimensions are speech actions, which are the specific words and phrases we use in communication. Then we have verbal actions and nonverbal actions. These three kinds of behaviors are the, are the kinds that most need to be adapted to cultural norms. There are certain behaviors that should be modified when we interact with different cultures. And perhaps far more important is the capability to adapt the way we work, you and I, to different decision-making processes, deadlines, and team dynamics. Drive goes beyond the excitement of traveling to a new place or experimenting with ethnically different foods. Drive is the perseverance required when the novelty wears off and the differences start to chafe at us. Although the work of drive is never really done, at some level, it becomes more familiar and comfortable the more we do it. Livermore even offers some example practices that we can do to strengthen our cultural intelligence. For the drive capability, Consider connecting a cross-cultural project with other interests. If you love sports, discover what sports are hot in those cultures. If you're a foodie, the options are endless. If you eat, drink, and sleep business, use this as a way to learn new business insights. Knowledge. In the book, knowledge the knowledge capability is covered in two chapters. Uh, knowledge part one is knowing what differences matter. And knowledge part two is understanding the 10 cultural value dimensions. Dr. Livermore says, leaders who live by the mantra that people are people and business is business are unable to effectively lead collaborative work that involves people from diverse cultures. The failure of a leader to understand the profound differences in how cultural value orientations influence the way people are motivated, offer input, and go about their work will lead to global ineffectiveness. How do you use the understanding gained by growing your knowledge without using it to stereotype people? Dr. Livermore gets into this. Compare. Um, be conscious of the differences. Be descriptive, not evaluative and really have this desire uh, to learn more. The starting point for knowledge is understanding how culture shapes our own thinking and behavior. For the strategy capability, he says, once you learn the skills for strategy, you can apply them to all kinds of relationships and situations. Strategy is critical. First, because the conscious planning of your approach for a different context invokes creativity and innovation rather than simply relying on the same old practices in your familiar context. Second, strategy is critical because the conscious attempt to be aware 
promotes active thinking about whether your plan was appropriate for a particular situation. And then strategy is critical because checking helps you continually revise and innovate as you monitor the effectiveness of what you're doing. An example strategy practice might be keeping a journal of intercultural reflections. It can be as basic as writing and checking your explanations for something uh, like what you might consider to be a simple concept. Or it can be a matter of describing your cross-cultural interactions and listing the corresponding questions and insights. Finally, the action capability. This is the behavior, how we take our drive, our knowledge, and our strategy and do something with it. Here is a short list of action practices that Dr. Livermore recommends. One, learn what practices and taboos are most important for the key regions where you work. Knowing when and how to exchange a business card, the protocols for gift giving, whether or not to use the left hand, are a few of the specific behaviors worth mastering. Two, look for consistent feedback. Encouragement as well as corrective feedback is essential for developing cultural intelligence action. Look for ways to get an honest assessment of your work. Both positive and negative feedback will help you effectively enhance your ability to flex your behavior. Uh, Three, assess your action capability in all key management hires. Hiring an increasingly diverse workforce is a vital and strategic choice, but it's just not enough to hire more underrepresented populations. Every management position, especially positions held by individuals coming from the dominant culture, should be held by people with culturally intelligent behavior. And last, develop a zero-tolerance policy for inappropriate jokes and language directed toward any specific cultural group. This includes socioethnic, sexual orientation, and religious. Encourage diversity by allowing flexibility in dress and behavior as long as it doesn't interfere with organizational objectives. Uh, This is a great book. I hope you're really being sold on it. And it was great to find this book in cultural leadership because it's easily applied across industry, nonprofit, faith-based, for-profit, extreme corporate. Leading with cultural intelligence is written in plain English, even though uh, there is the explanation of some very detailed and technical research and numbers. But I think you'll enjoy it. It's one to keep in your library. Maybe if you are a mentor to leaders, you might consider using this book uh, for development meetings and mentoring practice and really creating a safe space and an honest forum for people to discuss their faux pas and their previous failures. And let's all discuss, let's get in there together and see why cultural intelligence is important, especially in the day of uh, political upheaval. Um, We are in a modern and civilized society, we like to believe, but there are times where uh, the populace is enraged and the populace is moved. And not just in the United States, but in in 
countries around the world, there are hot button topics that invoke a mass response. And leaders with uh, significant cultural intelligence can navigate um, mixed teams with different views um, successfully. It can be done. Uh, and, and that's why this book is important because you it's not about intelligence, our IQ. <laughs> it's not about emotional adaptability, our EQ. But this is about how we adapt culturally when the context changes, as the news cycle changes, um, as the headlines change, uh, as big things happen around the world. A leader just needs to keep up and, and be intentional and invest in a diverse team and be willing to learn. And cultural intelligence can increase. So that is your commercial <laughs> for leading with cultural intelligence, the real secret to success. Uh, this review was for the 2015 copyright second edition. Uh, you can find Dr. Livermore online and there may have been uh, an update since 2015. But again, I'd love to know what you think about it and We'll be back in season two with another batch of wonderfully different types of books where we can pull out some good nuggets for leadership. Until then, lead well, read well, keep learning. The principal sponsor for the Leaders Lead, Leaders Read podcast is the Center for Legacy Driven Leadership, a company focused on preparing emerging leaders. The Center for Legacy Driven Leadership offers curriculum development, leader training and development, along with knowledge sharing events. The Center for Legacy Driven Leadership, ever preparing to pass the torch. Leaders, oh, they lead. Leaders, oh, they read. Leaders, oh, they lead. Leaders, oh.